Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Bible Breakdown. I am Kat. I am T. Wow. What are we excited or what? Um, sure. <laughs> oh man. Do you want to just just get in there since this is just basically we're Oh, do you want to do a last time? Sure. <clears throat> last time on Bible Breakdown. Um, I mean, we've really talked about most of this before. Um, I believe we even mentioned this in the last podcast because some of this was repetitive, but, um, (laughs) we did, uh, we did talk about the golden calf. We did talk about the, um, my computer wants to go to the next page. That would be great. We did talk about the command to leave Sinai, the tent outside the camp. We talked about Moses makes new tablets. He uh, broke those other ones, I believe. And today, we'll get into Sabbath regulations. Ooh, rules. Yes, rules, 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 and more rules. <laughs> um, And it's starting on me, right? Yeah, once again, God is very dumb. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, Exodus 35, Sabbath regulations today. Um, Moses assembled all the congregation of the Israelites and said to them, these are the things that the Lord has commanded you do. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a holy Sabbath of solemn rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. So if you work on Sunday, your ass is grass. Saturday. Uh, Saturday, I apologize. Um, you shall... You shall kindle on no fire. Yeah, because the week starts with Sunday, technically. You shall kindle no fire in all your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Preparations for making the tabernacle. Moses said to all the congregation of the Israelites, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you an offering to the Lord. Let whoever is of a generous heart bring the Lord's offering gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and crimson yarns, and fine linen, goat's hair, Tan ran, tanned ram skins and fine leather, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant license and onyx stones and gems to be set in the ephod and the breastpiece. All who are skillful among you shall come and make all that the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle, its tent and its covering, its clasp and its frames, its bars, its pillars and its bases, the ark with the poles, the mercy seat, and the curtain for the screen, the table with its poles and all its utensils, and the, bre- and the bread of the presence, the lampstand also for the light, with its utensils and its lamps, and the oil for the light, and the altar of incense with its poles, and the anointing oil and the frag and the fragrant incense and the screen for the entrance the entrance of the tabernacle the altar of burnt offering with this grating of bronze its poles and all its utensils the basin with its stand the hangings of the court its pillars and its bases and the screen for the gate of the court the pegs of the tabernacle and the pegs of the court and their cords 
the finely worked vestments for ministering in the holy place, the holy vestments for the priest Aaron, and the vestments of his sons for their services as priests. Offerings for the tabernacle. Then all the congregation of the Israelites withdrew from the presence of Moses. And they came, everyone whose heart was stirred, and everyone whose spirit was willing, and brought the Lord's offering to be used for the for the tent of meeting, and for all of his services, and for the sacred vestments. So they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart, brought brooches, brooches, and ear- brooches, and earrings and signet rings and pendants, all sorts of gold objects, everyone bringing an offering of gold to the Lord and everyone who possessed blue or purple or crimson yarn of fine linen or goat's hair or tan rans or goat's hair see now I feel like I'm getting it's popping um Who possessed blue or purple or crimson yarn of the linen or goat's hair or tanned ram skins or fine leather brought them. Everyone who can make an offering of silver or bronze brought it as the Lord's offering and everyone who possessed acacia wood of any use in the work brought it. All the skillful women spun it with their hands and brought what they had spun in their blue and purple and crimson yarns and fine linen. All the women whose hearts moved to them, their skill spun the goat's hair and the leaders brought onyx stones and gems to be set in the ephod and the breast pieces and, and spices and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrance license. All the Israelite men and women whose hearts made them willing to bring anything for the work and for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. Bezalel and Oholiab. Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with divine spirit, with skill, intelligence, and knowledge in every kind of craft, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, and cutting stones for setting and in carving in every kind of craft. And he was, ha- and he has inspired him to teach both him and Oholiab, and Oholiab, son of. Ahashamek of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with every skill to do every kind of work done by an artisan or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue, purple, and crimson yards and in fine linen or by a weaver, by any sort of artisan or skilled designer. Thanks be to God. Wow. That was um, very decorative. Yes, it was. It was. Uh, There's a lot going on. Um, again, I don't what? really. This is more instructional, I guess. I mean, we're still kind of at that point, but yeah. It seems like it's a repeat as well. Um, I feel like the stuff about the Ark of the Covenant, we've covered that already. The lamps, very important again. Yeah. Um, they make it a point of saying that everyone was just super happy to give Moses all this stuff and it was a free will offering, which makes me think that it probably wasn't. 
Um, you usually <laughs> don't have to go out of your way to say that. And they totally gave me it of their own free will. It's like, okay. Because um, it sounds like they're giving over a lot of jewelry. And, you yeah. know, some people will do that. But um, I don't know if it was an option. <laughs> but it does seem like um, it, it's still giving me a lot of like Vatican inspired images. Um, yeah. Oh, that was a part two. Like they're going in real strong. Like the first two chapters, they're talking about the Sabbath, or not for two chapters. In the first two verses, they're talking about how um, you better rest on the Sabbath or we will kill you. Which is very extreme, but okay. Yeah, a little bit. It will, it will put you to death and you can't start a fire. And I think that it reminds me too of why a lot of, you know, Orthodox Jewish people will hire non-Jewish people to work for them on Saturdays so that, you know, they can light a fire. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Did you have anything or do you want to move on? Um, no, I don't. I mean, again, that seems like a rehash. You covered most of it. It just seems like they're giving over like a lot of things that are personal to them to appease somebody who may or may not have their best interest. I don't know. Oh, and it like, also too that it sounds like they're making the tribe of Judah the like artisan class, like the Levites or like the priest class. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the tribe of Judah, like they get to be like the house of Versace or Gucci. <laughs> it's giving design though. They're like embroidery, artisans, design, color. Exodus thirty-six. Again, this none of this has anything in it about how to live a better life but uh -uh, just just how to design a tabernacle to give your stuff to Basilel and Aholiab and every skillful one to whom the Lord has given skill and understanding to know how to do any work in the construction of the sanctuary shall work in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded Moses then called Basilel and Aholiab and every skillful one to whom the Lord has given skill, everyone whose heart was stirred to come to do the work, and they received from Moses all the freewill offerings that the Israelites brought for doing the work on the sanctuary. They still kept bringing him freewill offerings every morning, so that all the artisans who were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary came, each from the task being performed, and said to Moses, the people are bringing much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave command, and the word was proclaimed through the camp. No man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for what they had already brought was more than enough to do the work. Construction of the tabernacle. All those with skill among the workers made the tabernacle with ten curtains. They were made of fine twisted linen and blue, purple, and crimson yarns with cherubim skillfully worked into them. The length of each curtain was 28 cubits and the width of each curtain four cubits and all the curtains were of the same size. He joined five curtains to another, the other five curtains he joined to one another. He made loops of blue on the edge of the outermost curtain of the first set. Likewise, he made them on the edge of the outermost curtain of the second set. He made 50 loops on the one curtain. 
He made 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that was in the second set. The loops were opposite one another. He made 50 clasps of gold and joined the curtains one to the other with claps. So the tabernacle, so the tabernacle was one whole. He also made curtains of goat's hair for a tent over the tabernacle. He made 11 curtains. The length of each curtain was 30 cubits. The width of each curtain, four cubits. The 11 curtains were the same size. He joined five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. He made 50 loops on the edge of the outermost curtain of one set and 50 loops on the edge of the other connecting curtain. He made 50 clasps of bronze to join the tent together so that it might be one whole. He made for the tent a covering of tanned ram skins and an outer covering of fine leather. Then he made the upright frames for the tabernacle of acacia wood. Ten cubits was the length of a frame and a cubit and half the width of each frame. Each frame had two pegs for fitting together. He did this for all the frames of the tabernacle. The frames for the tabernacle he made in this way, 20 frames for the south side, and he made 40 bases of silver under the 20 frames, two bases under the frame, first frame for its two pegs, and two bases under the next frame for its two pegs. For the second side of the tabernacle on the north side, he made 20 frames and their 40 bases of silver, two bases under the frame, first frame, and two bases under the next frame. For the rear of the tabernacle westward, he made six frames. He made two frames for corners of the tabernacle in the rear. They were separate beneath, but joined at the top. At the first ring, he made two of them in this way. For the two corners, there were eight frames with their bases of silver. 16 bases under every frame, two bases. He made bars of acacia wood, five for the frames of the one side of the tabernacle and five bars for the frames of the other side of the tabernacle. The five bars for the frames of the tabernacle at the rear westward, he made the middle bar to pass through from end to end, halfway up the frames, and he overlaid the frames with gold. He made rings of gold for them to hold the bars and overlaid the bars with gold. He made the curtains of blue, purple, and crimson yarns and fine twisted linen with cherubim skillfully worked into it. For he made four pillars of acacia and overlaid them with gold. Their hooks were of gold. He cast them four bases of silver. He also made screen for the entrance of the tent of blue, purple, crimson yarn, and fine twisted linen embroidered with needlework and its five pillars with their hooks. He overlaid their capitals and their bases with gold, but their five bases were of bronze. Wow. Yeah, wow. This, um, this went from... Religious text to instruction manual very quickly. And a really bad one. Oh my god, there's no pictures. <laughs> All mm. words, no pictures. So yeah, this uh I'm sorry, I'll let you talk. That was a lot of talking. Um, I don't have anything to say. This is um again, and I'm not I mean, I feel like I say this every week from or for the last few weeks, several weeks, whatever. Not shitting on this, but this is fucking boring. And um <laughs> there's no interpretation to anything we're reading. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry on what's going on. Um, I mean, fuck. Can we get some spaceships like in Scientology? I don't. You know what? <laughs> I have a correction to issue because I kept saying that like 
my like the way we view angels like with the wings and stuff is from like greek hellenistic tradition and that is true a little bit but what they're describing here on the like the cherubim that is like a winged creature so i retract my statement from earlier but i do still maintain there's no female angels in the bible oh okay awesome um again i just read an instruction manual so i don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know just what want you to stay as accurate as possible because i was like cherubim that's interesting but yeah um oh also here's another thing you never hear at church stop bringing in offerings we have enough to build the tabernacle have you ever heard of that no yeah that building fund goes on forever so yeah and i remember when my church was having like the building fund or whatever and we reached our goal like i guess like by the time they had enough money to buy the land the church had shrunk so much that they're like we're just gonna stay in this building and they flipped wow. the land to light of the world and i'm pretty sure my pastor got rich wow yeah i always wonder like i've never done the models maybe one day i'll actually work the numbers out of what like an average black family like what their income would look like if instead of giving 10 percent of their income to the church they put it in like on um, like a retirement account or a 529 for their kids' college. I mean, if churches, you know, help them to reach that end, like that would be awesome. Well, they you can get a $1,000 scholarship for your kid. Right, but I'm saying like if, like if, say if people gave 10% to their churches like they've been doing, but instead of like the church just holding on to it and not really giving that, back to the community in a way that's like super impactful how about they just like you know get their like five percent fee but then use that other five percent to help like people i don't know become invest in real estate or do others like for instance i um i i recently put like some money into some real estate stuff and like you know eventually we'll get paid dividends on it so like why not just do that with the church i don't know i just feel yeah. like what am i paying you for and they don't pay taxes either so that's another nice little financial boon so yeah that was to me something interesting i'd never actually really paid attention to before when moses is like hey the people we've got enough you can just hang on to all that stuff now i do remember the term free will or goodwill offering i remember my church using that a lot but um yeah okay you ready to hear about making the art of ark of the covenant again again let's do it nice. we're almost through this though because doesn't exodus only have 50 books or yeah no oh 40 God. no 40 nice, nice. Yeah, so we'll be done next time yes. uh, <laughs> Awesome. And then we will be going to Leviticus, which hopefully we get back to some good stories. I don't remember what's in Leviticus. Personally. Leviticus is where we get to start uh, stoning gays to death. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, so cool. we got that to look forward to. Leviticus only has 27 books. So. Uh, just officially, so there's no misunderstanding. Here in the Bible Breakdown, we are very uh, LGBTQ+, trans-affirming, all that stuff. So... We um, we're reading this because we 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 want to support those things. Um, sure. 
I don't. I just don't. I don't care about other people's sexual proclivities or preferences. <laughs> well, um, that's being a, and I'm just saying, like it's like I just being trans affirming. It just means like you acknowledge like trans is a thing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I don't. I also just <sighs> if if we talked about this once, we talked about it a thousand times. I mean, I don't care about what people do personally with their lives as long as they're not intentionally harming other people like that's it like if you want to be gay trans whatever i don't fucking care not it's not as once again that's a little trouble. okay if i'm sorry are gay if not you if are you okay to, if you, you are just, if you are yeah. fine whatever it's kind of like you don't do you just want to be straight is that why you're straight you just want to okay if you are gay trans correction there you i go. don't care also, if you're straight, I don't care. So <laughs> I'm not just we're not just making it about, you know, gay or trans people. Also, if you're straight, I don't care. I only I'm I only care when my interest is in you, you know, if I'm pursuing you to date you. Otherwise, I don't care. That's a very healthy attitude to have. Do you care about the Ark of the Covenant cuz we're we're about to read um, about it? Not particularly, but let's oh, get through it. All right. Okay, um, Exodus 37, making the Ark of the Covenant. Bezalel made the Ark of Acacia wood. It was two and a half cubits long, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. He overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside and made a molding of gold around it. He cast it for four rings of gold for his four feet, two rings on its one side, and two rings on its other side. He made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold and put the bowls into the rings of the sides of the ark to carry the ark. He made a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half was its length. Two cubits and a half was in the, two cubits and a half was its length, and a cubit and a half its width. He made two cherubim of hammered gold. At the, at the two ends of the mercy seat he made them, one cherub at the one end and one cherub at the other end, of one piece with the mercy seat, he made the cherubim, cherubim at its two ends. The cherubim spread out their wings above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings. They faced each other. The faces of the cherubim were turned t- toward the mercy seat. So it's basically like two angels facing whoever sits down in that chair. Something like Is that. that. The visual I'm getting. Okay. Yeah. Um. Very tasteful. <laughs> Very Game of Thrones like, I think. Something like that. Medievalish. I don't know. It's kinda cool, I guess. Although I would argue that the sword the whatever throne they have with the swords all that's actually a cooler looking. Yeah. Chair. Yeah. Um anyway. Once again, this is how you make a box to carry around God in. So What? That's what the Ark of the Covenant is. Or is that not clear? Oh yeah, yeah, no. Okay, I got you. Oh, were you there? oh, you're still on Game of Thrones? Yeah, I just didn't know like, what you meant by box. But yeah, the covenant is a box. Yeah, and by making it fancy, it's more, you know, because if it was just like a plain, like, wood box, and it's like, hey, I've got God in here. It's like, yeah, right. God likes gold. Wait, but they kept saying a seat. So you sit on this box, or like, how does this work? The mercy seat? I don't know. Because it looks like when they carry it around, it's almost like a pack panoclin or whatever what are those things you'd carry around a king or emperor in or whatever palaquin is that the word i'm tired 
Um, making the table for the bread of the presence. He also made the table of acacia wood, two cubits long, one cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. He overlaid it with pure gold and made a molding of gold around it. Uh, he made it around a rim of handbreadth wide, made a molding of gold around the rim. He cast it for four rings of gold and fastened the rings to four corners of, at its four legs. The rings that held the poles were for carrying the two that were for carrying the table were close to the rim. The rings that held the poles used for carrying the table were close to the rim. He made the poles of acacia wood to carry the table and overlaid them with gold. And he made the vessels of pure gold that were to be in, that were to be on the table, its plates and dishes for incense, and its bowls and flagons with which to pour drink offerings. Making the lampstand. He also made the lampstand of pure gold. The base and the shaft of the lampstand were made of hammered work. Its cups, its calyxes, and its petals were of one piece with it. There were six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of the side of it, and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side of it. Three cups shaped like almond blossom, each with calyx and petals on one branch, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx and petals on the other branch. So for the six branches going out of the lampstand on the lampstand itself, there were four cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with its calyxes and petals. There was a calyx of one piece with it under the first pair of branches, a calyx of one piece with it under the next pair of branches, and a calyx of one piece with it under the last pair of branches. The calyx and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole of it, one hammered piece of pure gold, he made it seven lamps and his snuffers and its trays of pure gold, he made it, and all its utensils of a talent of pure gold. Making the altar of incense, he made the altar of incense of acacia wood, one cubit long, one cubit wide, and it was square and it was two cubits high. Its horns were of one piece, he overlaid it with pure gold, its top and its sides all around and its horns, and he made four molding of gold all around and made two golden rings for it under its molding and two opposite sides of it to the poles with which to carry it. And he made the pole of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold, making the anointing oil and the incense. He made the, he made the holy anointing oil also and the pure fragrant incense blended as by the perfumer. Boom. Yay. 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 Oh, you know what? I started <clears throat> watching The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, about a, a, a family running a mega church. Oh, wow. And uh, it's really funny. Um, I really enjoy it. But it just reminds me of like how ostentatious stuff has to be for people. And people are just like, Yes, like you will know that I have this direct conduit to God because look at all this gold. <laughs> That's hilarious. And bread. I don't know, man. To me, this is, I mean, this, I don't know. Are you ready to convert? Uh, I am not. I'm not ready to convert by any means. Um, just not my thing. Just not really my thing. Um, you know, these last few days, just with everything been going on and with my research into stuff, listen to a lot of things about religion and, uh, non-monogamy and stuff like that. And it's just, I'm actually just turned off by like 
this idea because I, I really kind of feel like an alien in the times that we live in. Like people, religion and monogamy and all this stuff are just super ingrained. And racism. Racism as well. Although, yeah, I mean, a lot of this is just super ingrained. I don't know which psychics. bothers you more, Christianity or racism? Or are they kind of baked into the sauce of each other? No, definitely racism. It's not even okay. like I don't even think about Christianity outside of this podcast and conversations really? that I have with other people. Okay. Like I don't, I don't like I, I ponder certain questions, but no racism. I would definitely say like I was doing deliveries yesterday and I had to go to a rural area in Indiana oh and like you know everybody was super like cool, but. I just felt like, you know, it's weird. Before sundown? (laughs) That or just like, I don't know. I just always get expected to, I always feel like somebody's going to call me a nigger or a boy or something. Oh, boy. (laughs) And it didn't happen. Like, they were all nice. But, like, that's how the deep the racism has just, like, my understanding of this being. What's so crazy, though, is, like, I... I don't know, maybe because I'm a, you know, a high yellow black man, but, um... That you are. I... I can affirm that, listeners. You know, I, I, I think I look pretty approachable. Um, not to, like, just say that anybody should, you know, handle anything any other way, but, like, I just... I've never actually experienced, like, a lot of, like, overt racism, you know, like... If it was, it was always like oh, passive, or they like kind of was like throwing rocks out in the hand. But nobody's ever done anything. And I think also just when you hear me speak, it's like oh, okay, like I mean, you're not really like black. Like I, I, yeah, I would get that the a lot. You one of the good. Like I said, good you could be a pastor. So I don't know, but anyway, um, no, I'm not ready to convert. Okay. Well, I mean, I think next week or on next episode, we should be covering um, more stuff about tabernacle stuff. Looks like yes. chapter 38 is more tabernacle stuff and clothes and equipment. And then after that, it looks like we can get into Leviticus and at least we'll be getting into the burnt offerings, which will be like what you have to bring to get forgiveness from God, which to me just sounds perfectly reasonable absolutely yeah what's not to love it's a it's a bargain at any price for sure <laughs> all right all right well thanks for your time i know it's been a lot going on so i really appreciate it and uh we're gonna get this out to the people because they need it please um we we thank you for your time for listening um hit us up at uh bible breakdown podcast at gmail.com if you have any um comments suggestions tips yeah yeah all right ken peter's about to die so i'll talk to everybody peace